The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hey, it's Mooney from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast, where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. And this is Mooney from the Mooniverse and reminding everyone out there that if you've ever wanted to launch your own spiritual business or make money doing what you love or just share your gift with the world, there's so many resources available for all of you to explore this. And uh, we're going to meet an amazing spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing something really cool. Mrinal Tanduri, right? I said your name right. Tandauri, doesn't he? Tandauri. <laughs> no, that's so embarrassing. My name... No, all good. Oh, no. Okay, so Mernal, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad all to right, be here. and tell us where you're calling in from, because there's a massive time difference here for us to record it. Yes, I'm in Melbourne, Australia, and it's 11 in the night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's a late night chat, and it's an early morning chat for me, and Melbourne's one of my favorite cities, so there's a lot going for us. Uh, hopefully oh, I can good. recover from slaughtering your last name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I do this all the time. <laughs> I know, me too. So I guess what we do on this podcast is when we're talking to everybody, we know that you've got a story and we know that you've got a vision. But one of the things I think that's exciting for people to hear is where are you right now? Like what's in front of you? What are you working on? What What's currently the thing that's happening for you? Oh, there's a few things happening. So I'm doing my website. It's a new website and I'm working on adding a shopping cart to it because I am wanting to offer more crystal stuff mm-hmm. um, in there. That's that's my jam crystals. I am also working on face-to-face workshops. So I held one already on how to make crystal grids or the basics of making crystal grids. In the middle of June, I'm holding a three-day face-to-face workshop right here in Melbourne on teaching people how to do what I do, which is run crystal dreaming sessions, so be a crystal dreaming practitioner. And then I'm also in conversation with a crystal shop here, and they have a little workshop space on running workshops through their space. So that's very exciting. Really looking forward to that face-to-face interaction after so long 
<laughs> I know everybody's into that. I think that's becoming everything slowly creeping back in that direction. Um, as of the recording of this uh, podcast, uh, Hay House just did their I Can Do It event in Florida. Yes. And from what I'm hearing, there are like 2000 people there, which is a really good sign for in-person events and in-person trainings being that kind of tantalizing thing that everybody's been waiting for. So I'm glad that you're experiencing that and you're making plans in that direction. You mentioned it a second ago, but I want everyone to understand what is it that you do? Like what's your your happy place in the spiritual industry? So tell everyone like what you do with crystals and how that all kind of fits together. Yes. So I am what is known as a crystal dreaming practitioner and teacher. And what crystal dreaming is, is it um, works with crystals in a very specific pattern. And when a client lays down in that specific crystal pattern or a mandala, uh, they can access the subconscious. And there's all sorts of things that we can access when we tap into our superconscious. We can access tap um, trapped cellular memories across timelines, you know, not just from this lifetime, but across timelines. Um, could be past, future, uh, different planes. You can tap into if there's any entities attached, any, you know, non-loving beings that are in your space that you don't really need them to be. You can release those. Any vows or of poverty or abundance that you may have taken in your past lives or um, if you were persecuted for being a wise woman, for example, then you might be afraid to um, be open with those woo-woo gifts in this lifetime. So all those sorts of things come to the surface. Very deep healing is possible when you lay down in this crystal dreaming mandala. I mean, it is amazing how deep you can go. And I get to teach other people how to do it. So how did you first kind of realize that crystals were your thing? What was that first moment where you're like, oh, this is it for me? It's funny you should ask that because I never really had that moment. I mean, the crystals didn't come first. Crystal dreaming came first. So I was really enthralled by this concept of being able to tap into the superconscious through this crystal dreaming process. And I used to read um, the founder, the the master, the channeler of this modality. He is um, Australian. And um, I used to read his stories in one of our metaphysical magazines every month. And I used to find them fascinating. And when he put out the call to run a workshop, I was like, I'm there. And I had no idea about crystals. I was very scientific up until that point. I was an acupuncturist. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a science background and I was a very show me kind of person. So crystals were nowhere on my radar. But at that workshop, I was hooked and I haven't looked back since then. So you said something a second ago, super conscious. What is that? So subconscious is something which is under the radar, I feel, and superconscious is something above, like high up. It is the place where you're aware of what's going on inside of you, because all my clients, when they tap into the superconscious, they're aware during the session what's going on. They're speaking to me, so it's not like they're unconscious or, you know, it's it's not something that they've buried. It's something that is deep mm. and that get, that is able to be drawn out. So I think that's where the big difference is, sub and super. Super allows you to lift things up um, and release them. <laughs> 
So it's almost like that self-work component of, of you. Like if your subconscious is there and it's like happening under the radar, that your super conscious would be where you can actively make changes and practice self-care. And maybe, I don't know, is it where you go when you are meditating or how do you describe like where How do you access your super conscious and especially through crystal dreaming? How does that process So work? the beauty of the process is that just something about the synergy of that pattern of crystals enables the client to access that part of them within them. And you hit the nail on the head when you said it is something actively that you do, because absolutely, that's what my clients do. They actively work with me in releasing all of this stuff. So while I'm metaphorically holding their hand through the journey, it is their journey. They are describing to me what's happening. They're very, very involved. And if we do come across something that needs healing, so for example, someone might say, okay, I see a dagger in my in the side of my body. Okay, where's the dagger coming from? Take me there. And it's their journey. So they're very actively involved in going to that place where that originated the first time that happened and there might be you know some sort of karmic issue involved that they're actively involved in healing so you know we then have conversations with the people who might be involved there might be you know discussions negotiations um, so affirmations um, forgiveness love all of that well and what's amazing about it is that it sounds like And I don't know that I've ever thought of crystals like this before. So like, it's kind of mind blowing for me in this moment, but what it sounds like is that crystals would be the sim a similar thing as to like tarot cards or a similar thing to like, it's a, it's a, it almost is like an access point for divine information or divine knowledge. Does that sound right? It totally sounds right, because at the end of the day, all of these are tools and they help us access what we really need to access when we have the intention to create healing. So you're right, like tarot cards, which I also have worked with, with Radley. Um, He's my tarot mentor, but I use crystals a lot more currently. I think everyone has this idea that crystals are like, ooh, if I just have my my selenite or I just have my whatever or have my amethyst, that it'll just do its own thing. What you're doing is like crystals times like supercharged crystals. Like you are, it seems to me like you're doing like a tarot spread, but with crystals, right? That you're, that there's something <laughs> like that. I know because I know just enough about crystal grids and and that whole thing just to be dangerous because I know that it's about kind of creating, it sounds like balance and a little bit of, intention. Tell us more about that process of building a grid. I'm really curious about that. So this particular grid that I use for crystal dreaming, this was channeled by our master, um, Raim. Um, and it's always ever the same pattern, no matter which teacher, which practitioner, which client uses it. So very specific crystals. Um, so that's like a permanent grid, if you will. It's always ever going to be that pattern. And I don't know, maybe it creates some sort of portal. Uh, That's the only way I can think to describe it. So this particular crystal dreaming grid, it could be creating that portal, that space, that safe space where we work with our spiritual team that helps us access all this healing and unlock all this stuff that needs to be healed. 
but the other crystal grids that I do, and you probably can see it on my background, that's just yeah. one of the crystal grids that I work with. So that's my other gem. So having been introduced to crystals via crystal dreaming, they quickly became a you know regular part of my being. And I just loved playing with them and working with their energy. And I didn't have any formal course that I did on crystal grids um, as such, but I was just experimenting and intuitively working with them, researching as I went along. And um, I started creating grids for myself and my clients. And these other grids, they're very individualized and very specific. And all the crystals will be different for different clients and for different intentions as well. I'm so glad that that's what you're doing because it feels like, first of all, creating your own language and your own uh, symbolism and your own, all of that stuff around crystals that makes sense to you is only going to make your readings more powerful and interesting for your clients, right? Because it's like a personalized thing. The one that's behind you right now, uh, can you, I mean, can you, you can see it, right? Can you point like what's in there that makes that like interpret this for me, what you've got going on? Well, I have to dig into my memory a little bit, think about what this grid was. Um, well, so even just what are the crystals to describe? So because everyone's the, listening. The center, to yeah, the center is an agate. There are Herkimer diamonds in there. Um, there is um, uh, there are quartz points. And I have used uh, geraniums, pink geraniums as well. Beautiful. So, so you, you blended flowers and crystals. So there's, there's no limit. You can add so many different components to this. Shells. And then you've got this. Are those selenite wands? What are those kind of on that? They are quartz points. Quartz so, points. That's what those are. Yeah. So quartz points, uh, well, they have points. Some are single-sided, some are double-sided. And the purpose, if they're pointing towards something, within a grid, the idea is that it brings the energy into the right. grid. And if they're pointing outwards, it means it's putting the energy out. So say, for example, you wanted to create a grid for um, peace mm -hmm. for a certain event happening in the world. Uh, you would want that intention and that energy to go out. So you'd then point the crystals out the quartz points out. But if you wanted to bring something to yourself, say, for example, you wanted to bring protection, or you wanted to bring in abundance to yourself, and that was the intention of the grid, then you would want the quartz points inwards, because mm -hmm. you want to bring it towards you. And what do the flowers represent in this one? I don't usually use flowers, but this grid was just calling out for freshness. Yes. And I went into the garden and it was my mom's birthday. Um, my mom's no more. And um, I planted these geraniums in the back in my mom's memory. I just thought it was perfect. And this particular one, it was more of a follow your heart, make a decision, follow your passion kind of grid. So um, you asked me earlier what they meant and that was the intention. And the little green ones that you can see, 
the mm -hmm. ones here in between the Herkimers. That's not a very common crystal. I got it from a place in Canada and I'd never even heard of it until I saw it. And then when I researched it, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a powerful one. It's called Grandidierite, you know, even the, there's a grand even in the name of it. Yes. So, <laughs> um, you know, grand intentions, grand outcomes. So yeah, passions, decisions, that's the purpose of this grid. We'll be back with more right after this break. So at the center of this is the agate, as you said. Why is it at the center? Is it supposed to be you? Is it supposed to be your focus, your energy? Like, what does the agate represent in this crystal grid? This particular agate, my intention was that it would help us make a heart-centered choice. So there's different kinds of agates. This one, so any grid that you build, there's always a center stone that represents your intention. And you can even write your intention and fold it up and put it under the center stone. Usually my center stones are quadzes or amethysts um, quite often. Um, I've got a very special crystal called a dao, which is a special kind of a a quartz crystal. So the faces of it, they alternate 737373. Three, three, and that's very special. And that was one of the first crystals that I ever purchased. But this one was crying out for, uh, to me, this represented a heart-centered choice. That was my intention. So follow your passion, follow your heart, take a leap of faith. And this intuitively um, it's it's a you can't see it from this angle because it's like a top view. But if you looked at it from the side, it's actually like a little tower. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yes, mm. and then the other fun fact that I wanted to point at the Herkimer diamonds; those come from right where I am right now. Really? So, yeah, I'm not you too far away. And as a child, we used to go to the Herkimer diamond mine as a school field trip, and we would go wow. and collect Herkimer diamonds. And I found a really nice sized one, kind of like the ones you're showing there. And you know, I I have no idea where it went. I think it might be in my parents' attic, but this is inspiring me to go and find it and, yes, and bring please. it into my practice. <laughs> the Herkimer gives you so much clarity. I mean, it's called a Herkimer diamond. It's not really a diamond. It's a mm -hmm. quartz, but it gives you so much clarity. And because it's double terminated, it takes the energy both ways, you know, um, and it's really good at joining things as well. Yeah. And double uh, terminated, just so everybody listening understands that there's two points on either end of it. Correct. Yeah. See, I know a little bit. That's what I said. <laughs> you know a fair bit, Mooney. I am so fascinated by this. I, I just, I'm, it's opening my eyes because my only other experience of this was when I was working with and, and, and meeting with Patricia Bankins, who uh, ran a store called The Crystal Matrix in Los Angeles on the east side in Atwater Village. And I taught a couple of classes there. Unfortunately, I think it's closing is the last update that Aww. I got because their building got sold or something like that. But they had been there for a really long time. And her explanation of she did grids. There was a table in the back and there were this huge ornate, you know, like very complex crystal grid with crystal skulls and like all sorts of things happening. And her intention for it was to clear out the energy of the east side of Los Angeles, like to clear out a lot of the, the the gunky energy and just to like make room for movement. And she had done that prior to Atwater Village becoming a thing. Now it's like a very popular area with lots of shops and things. And and so I think she, <laughs> the way she told it is that it kind of energetically reset the area to kind of create this positive way for, for like businesses to thrive. And then I think it must have served its purpose, right? Because I think that would explain yes. why she's moving to a new space. So uh, I, I 
have always been fascinated by it. And I think on another level, I wouldn't mind necessarily as part of my meditation station or where I keep all of my precious objects to kind of have my own little crystal grid, you know, and, and make it a practice. I guess that's how do you teach it? Maybe I'm, I'm kind of even uh, in, intuitively going in the direction of where it is. But if I were to have it as like an altar or a part of my own spiritual practice, how would I do that? Like if everyone listening is curious about how to set up your own crystal grid, what would be the best way or like what's the behavioral way to make that so again you start with the intention Mm. that's the first thing so um and an online crystal grids class is coming up and um you can be my guest oh i would love Um, to (laughs) (laughs) yeah i will let you know so what i always say is putting the crystal grid together putting the crystals together takes maybe five or 10 minutes. But the thinking process, like you have to really refine if you want that grid to work and, you know, really do what you want it to do. That thinking process, refine your intention, write your affirmation so you can put it under the center stone. Pick out your initial crystals intuitively, but then also research what else might fit in around that intention. And then pick what feels right for you. Um, you can bring in the numerology. I think I read somewhere that you're starting to get interested in numerology. I so, am. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to create change, for example, you know, you might use five or, you know, seven, or if you're looking for completion, you might use nine. So that's the pattern Then you would have, or you could, you know, um, if it's something to do with Trinity or something sending messages up, you might just want to use a triangle. So you can bring that numerology into it as well and then see what works. I finally, my last step when I create a crystal grid is to use my pendulum and check um, over each stone and ask, um, is this the right one? Is this in the right spot? Is it doing what it meant, meant it's meant to be doing? And um, yeah, that's my final check usually. And it's just playing with it, you know, um, because playing with the crystals, arranging them once you have intuitively arrived at, you know, got your intention refined, got your affirmation refined and selected your crystals, then it's intuitive play, at least for me. See what feels right. And even the process of doing that to me is like a Zen meditation. You know, it Mm. takes me into a different place. (laughs) Wow. There's so many benefits to it that I don't think I ever really appreciated. You know, they talk about those, um, it's like a mandala almost mm. that you're creating it. And I guess that leads me to my next question. At what point do you clear the grid and rebuild it or create a new one? Like, is that a monthly thing? Is it based on the outcome of your intention happening or not happening? What is, how do you do that part? It's not a one size fits all answer. Sometimes you have pets in the house. Sometimes the grid might, the stones might move. Mm. On um, their own? <laughs> <laughs> on their own. Yeah, you might have... Um, uh, unseen visitors as well and the grids might move on their own if that happens then yeah just rearrange it and reactivate the grid um, because that's one step I forgot to mention you know at the end of the day finally you have to activate the grid because until you activate it's not going to do anything it's like I don't know um, I'm, I'm Indian origin and we have this festival called Ganesh festival where we invite Ganesha into the house once a year So we bring the idol into the house, but we also breathe life into the idol for the duration that the idol is with us. And it's the same principle with crystal grids. You know, you have to breathe life into them. So you have to activate them. So if they move or if your intention changes or if part of what you wanted has 
been achieved and then there's something a little bit different that or you know some balanced stuff that's left to manifest uh, you might want to redesign your grid a little bit mm-hmm. what you do want to do is go regularly to the grid and don't just put it in a corner and forget about it for months together but go there and refresh the energy give it energy yeah. give it love on a regular basis but yeah um, if it's moved or if you feel like you know it's done its time then yeah time to change yeah and that's why i think it would be for me if i was doing it similar to you i would love to have fresh flowers and that that be the focus of every time i refresh or replenish or water the flowers that that kind of creates that recharge uh and then i was also thinking for me it's kind of like everything that i intend for myself when I achieve that goal, I also have this kind of desire to spread that to everybody else. So I almost would imagine that I would take my quartz points and I'd have them point in for for myself and the work that I need. And then I would spend time flipping them out to send that same energy once my cup is full to be able to send that out to anyone else who needs it. That seems like it would be a really cool part of my practice when it comes to to, just operating my crystal grid. Yeah. Totally. You could certainly do that. Or, you know, there's nothing stopping you from creating multiple grids. You know, you could create one grid for yourself and one grid for others. And then I'm going to have crystal grids on every flat surface of my house. And wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely would be. So everyone who's listening, everyone who's curious about this, and I hope that that's what this is, is like it just piques your curiosity, whether you're a psychic, a medium, an intuitive, a tarot card reader, an energy healer, past lives, this, that, like, I don't think it's there's a limitation on you having to like strictly identify as a crystal person. This can just become part of your practice and part of the things that keep you al- like alive and excited about the work that you're doing. And one more interesting modality for you to bring to your clients or, you know, just to your own spiritual practice. What would you recommend people do? Like, what's that first starting step? How do they begin this journey specifically with you? Where do they go? They can follow my Instagram. My website, I was hoping it would be ready by now, but it is not quite. So I can. It could be um, ready by the time this airs. So go ahead and let everyone know how to get to your website. Okay. It is um, renalmadu.com. Let me just make sure. And spell that for everybody. It'll be in the podcast description as well. Uh, just because we don't want anyone to yep. slaughter your name like I did. Yeah. No, you did fine because I like to be just called Renal. You know, I don't really worry yes, about my last name. I know. Name I, even. I go by Mooney too. So, it's the same reason. Yeah. So um, the website is Renal Madhu. So M R I N A L M A D H U dot com. And Insta is where you'll find me the most active. You can DM me, you can, you know, follow me, all my crystal journey. Um, which is crystal underscore dreaming Melbourne on Insta. And I love that you have like staked your claim in Melbourne. You're like, if you want crystal dreaming, you're coming to me. (laughs) In Melbourne, yes, face to face. But I'm also... I'm also like in two minds because I do online crystal dreaming as well. And there's this very exciting express crystal dreaming that's come up, which is like just 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's just one thing. And I'm experimenting doing that online as well. So I'm kind of, yes, in Melbourne face-to-face I'm it, but um, yeah, I, um, I do online all over the yeah. world as well. So I have to factor that in somehow. <laughs> exactly. Everybody can access this and work with you, which I think is an important kind of 
transformation of how this would go is that, you know, I, I have to wonder, and I don't know if this is the, maybe explain a little bit about the reading. If I came and got a reading from you, would you be laying a crystal grid that was specifically for me and then like sending me a picture of it? Or how does that work? So the crystal healings that I do, yeah. which is different again from crystal dreaming. Um, I do crystal healings. I do crystal healings for pets as well. I do all of, I can do all of that online. So yes, if it was online, I would use like a surrogate. Um, I've got a little um, pattern, a little picture of a person and I would use that as a surrogate and lay the crystals on there but it's still live so the other person is still on the other end of the camera and it's all happening live they're laying down and they're giving me feedback how do they feel I change the crystals around that's for a crystal and I send them photos um, at the end of it and I follow up that's for a crystal healing session and similar for pets pets is like only 15 minutes because they don't really need a lot they've they absorb and change very quickly transform very quickly but crystal dreaming can take an hour and a half and face to face while the client lays in the mandala and they journey online is slightly different so I do a lot of journeying when it's online, because I can't obviously send all the crystals to um, everyone all over the world. I do the journey, but the client is still very much involved in the healing. So they are still able to travel with me. They're still able to engage actively in their own healing. They will still have conversations with people wherever they need healing, affirmations. Um, so they're still very much involved. But crystal dreaming is slightly longer, about an hour and a half. I love that. And so if you're just wanting to dip your toes in and experience something uh, at the very beginning for everyone who's listening, that like a crystal healing might be the right way to start. And then if you want to go deeper into the journey, you could do crystal dreaming. Or if you just want to go like totally wild, then you could do crystal dreaming off the go. But, or fly to Melbourne and get a, an in-person <laughs> session, which I like, I'm hoping that I figure out a way to get to Australia so that I can come in person and have a well, session. You can meet me halfway in India too, Moni. That's true. I could meet you the next time I go. But the but the the other thing that I'm just curious about, something you just said, and, I, and it, it just like when you said it, it just lit me up. I believe that there are people who would either want to buy a template for a grid from you so that you could lay out the meaning and the significance and they could use their own crystals. Or there are people who don't have crystals or don't have a collection of crystals that if you were to put together the crystals they needed for a specific set of grids, I'm sure they'd be happy to get a crystal box from you in the mail. So I don't know if that's ever going to be part of your business, but that's I- That's the be... Shopify part of it that's coming. Oh, good. <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just taking a little longer than I thought, but because it's more involved than I had thought. But um, yeah, that's coming. If they can have Blue Apron, where they send you all the components of your meal and you put it together yourself, why can't we have Crystal Dreaming in a box and have it show up, and then you kind of lay everything out and do like. I'm, I'm yeah. fully on board with everything you're talking about. Sounds good. And also, like, sometimes, you know, um, clients don't have the space or they don't want to, uh, they are on a budget and they don't want to get all the crystals shipped because they're heavy. And that's okay. So I create the crystal grid here for them. I send them a picture. They can print it out and put it on their altar. And it has the exact same effect because at the end of the day it's all intention you know Radley says that intention yes. is everything is. so yeah Mernal thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and this has really been an amazing conversation because it's opened my eyes and my 
mind to where crystals could take us and how much fun they are and how much I, I actually am just transported back to being a kid. And honestly, in that moment, remembering what it was like to find that quartz crystal. And like, it's just charging me up in the direction of wanting to bring this into my practice. So just on a personal level, thank you. And then on a, on a global level for this podcast, getting out there and being in front of tons of people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So delighted to be a guest here. Thank you for having me, Moni. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.